Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hello, everybody. What's up, Lon? How's it going? We got some tea to spill, but before we get into that... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Before we get into that, let's talk about this week's episode of The Other Way, Season 3, Episode 5. And I thought we can start with Ellie and Victor... Uh, so for me, it's, it's a tragedy. I don't have much to say in terms of where their relationship is going, though. So I think they definitely showed us the island, the aftermath of the hurricane. And I feel really bad for the people there, as well as for Victor and his family and for the homes that were lost. But they really didn't progress to me, at least the relationship, except for raising questions, uh, which to me are kind of obvious, right? But ending scene where Ellie is like, oh, I don't know if I can stay here. There's a lot to think about. I can't live in a place with like no medical and no infrastructure or whatever. So that was kind of where it was left off. And that was the only key takeaway, which wasn't really much of a takeaway at all. But it was informative to kind of give us a glimpse of not even a glimpse. That's not the right word. Just to show us what happened on that island and and the damage that that hurricane brought. But other than that, I didn't get much from where their relationship was going to go from here. Yeah, ironically, the hurricane that hit them was called Iota. (laughs) Let that sink in. Who named it that? (laughs) No idea. But I did some research and according to Al Jazeera, it was Hurricane Iota. It's a category five. Mm -hmm. So that was how devastating it became. However, I mean, I guess the positive news that came out of a Category 5 hurricane is that according to Al Jazeera, it only claimed one life. So that wasn't too bad considering the devastation that hurricane left behind. Right. That said to, according to the government of Providencia, which is actually the Colombian government, 98% 98% of its infrastructure was damaged. So, 90%? 98. 98? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's an unlivable place to be. Uninhabitable. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So are there people there still? I don't know what is happening right now with oh the island, gosh. but those scenes were being filmed in November of last year when this hurricane struck. Anyway, I have a quiz for you. Let's go. What do you think is the native language of Providencia? Well, if it's uh, 
Colombian, then I would think maybe Spanish or Portuguese. It is not. So, (laughs) I'm actually surprised by this, but they speak Creole. Oh, Creole. Yeah. Yeah, except it's their brand of Creole. So, it's called the San Andreas slash Providencia Creole language. Is Creole also like part of French, right? Yeah, it's Afro-French Oh, right. is that how you call it? Afro-French, maybe? Yeah. Or oh, Afro-Franca. I don't know. Interesting. But, yeah. Okay. So it's probably because it's in the middle of Caribbean Sea. And yeah, it's not really a Spanish territory probably before that. It was just, I, I don't know how. That's it good trivia. I know, right? That's really good. Yeah. And another fun fact, it is actually closer to Nicaragua than it is to Colombia. Nicaragua. Yes, yes, Nicaragua. So <laughs> it has a population of 5,000 people. So I do not know how those 5,000 people are doing, but hopefully they're surviving well. I don't know how Ellie's doing right now. Hopefully we'll find out more during the tell-all how she and Victor are coping with what is happening right now at Providencia. Hopefully they're not there. Maybe they're at San Andreas or... Mm. In mainland Colombia. Right. Or we might see them on 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing, Lon. I thought the wisest move for her after finding out that there was a Category 5 hurricane would be to cancel her trip. And instead of her going to him, she should start the process of him coming to her. Right. What was the original reason why that couldn't happen originally? Do you remember? I forgot already. I don't know. I think she just decided. She just to, wanted to go there, right? Yeah, she wanted an island life. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe she felt like the U.S. I dollars would stretch more mm-hmm. at Providencia. Essentially, she'll be living like a royalty, right? Yeah. But knowing what she knew back then, I don't know why she didn't want to cancel the trip and instead get him over yeah maybe yeah. she's running away from something yeah from the irs good for her <laughs> <laughs> no nah, she can't even if, unless she denounced her citizenship she's not really running away from the irs and i'm not saying that she owes irs money but i'm just saying like you know you who wants to pay the irs right yeah. anyway before i digress I figured we can move on to Jenny and Sumit, who needs to commit. Oh, okay. So for me, the first part of it was more eye rolling. Let's just get on with the story. I'm kind of over this. What do you expect her to do? You know, so what are you going to do while, while they're fixing the bed and stuff? What do you fucking think she's going to do? <laughs> you have her fucking like stuck in her room (laughs) she can't do anything but the ending scene i'm more sympathetic just because now it really seems like he has no allies right at this point even his brother right and with them bringing in a new family member he was even like oh you know i didn't want this to happen and blah 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 so even people who are maybe sympathetic 
um, at first are now not having any of this stuff anymore. They just want him to, to move on from this notion that they're going to get married. And I feel bad that his brother's wife was like, well, you shouldn't have said it like this. You know, you should try to tell them. And he did. And he said it. I did. I did try to tell him. And that's true that he totally did. And the parents, they weren't with it. They weren't having it. So, yeah. you know, he really does at this point, he has to, after this episode, I would say, okay, enough is enough. Nothing's going to change. The mom walked off. The dad walks off. You have to understand that you are alone in this. And if you want to be happy, you just got to go ahead and fuck all of them and just marry her because there's no one on your team anymore. There's no one pulling for you. If that's the way that everyone's going to act, then I'd be like, all right, well, I'm choosing me, right? So mm-hmm. I think if anything, he should have a moment of clarity that they're just not going to accept this and it's time to pick a side. None of this half-assing it. Um, you promised her you would marry her. She came over here for you based on these promises. It's time to pay the piper. Yeah. Unpopular opinion here. Let's hear it. As much as I empathize with Sumit's parents, I find his mom to be very manipulative because I think part of the reason why he doesn't want to move forward with the marriage is because he doesn't want his mom to do stupid things like kill herself. Mm. (laughs) And I get it. Societal pressure is a real thing and it comes in different forms. And they've already explained to us what theirs is, right? That was interesting too. I'm glad that they shared that aspect Mm -hmm. because it made it seem like the dad was sympathetic, but that the entire community would disown them as a family. So you kind of have to understand that too. And I'm glad that they shared that. Yeah, it's a different dynamic everywhere. I'm guessing for them, it's more of a very communal slash villagey type of environment where they need each other. Or they help each other along the way. Maybe it's a close-needed type of community where they know each other, they talk about each other <laughs> a lot. So I can understand that. I can definitely understand that. I get that that generation is all about saving face because that's my parents' generation too. But I don't think she should be manipulative and I don't think she should be threatening Sumit with talks of killing herself or doing something stupid because then that puts him in a tough spot because now he has to choose between Jenny and his mom and I get it he's an adult I think a lot of us in the western world sees it as why can't he just grow some balls and just do the right thing and just get with it with Jenny just go and marry her right they've had this relationship for almost nine years for almost a decade so I think if I'm Jenny, I would have left a long time ago. It's Jenny been- just needs to leave. Right. Make it easier on him. And that sucks, right? It, it's another one where the woman's going to have to sacrifice and make it easier for the guy to do it because the guy is going to do it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, she just has to do it to improve her quality of life. Mm-hmm. Because one, I don't think she wants to be in a family that doesn't love her back. So. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it also kills two birds with one stone. Now he doesn't have to choose between him and his mom because that is, like you said, I'm glad you brought that up too. It's easy for us to say, man, you should just do it. Just do it. Just do it. But you're right. 
when your mom has threatened you with suicide, that's heavy. That's fucking heavy. And we found out what was it the previous season Mm -hmm. that she did that. Yep. That's totally manipulative. But at the same time, that's what he's facing. That's his reality. Right. The idea that his mom will kill himself if this goes through. So do him and you a favor and just say, I'm not doing this anymore. And I'm yeah, take the L. Right. You don't have to choose between me and your mom. Your mom is happier and Jenny can be happier living the rest of her life and putting this behind her. Yep. Speaking of behind, I just suddenly thought of how that scene where Ariella was trying to <laughs> get blessed with the <laughs> holy water. And her nanny was like, you're, you're back, you're back, you're behind. <laughs> you have to get your behind. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, Lon, like, what do you think of that scene? And also, do you believe in the concept of miracle slash holy water? Kind of. Okay, so I lived half of my life as a practicing Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. My parent, my mom is devout Catholic. So it's hard to let those ideas go. Nowadays, I'm not so much. I like the idea of, of Jesus Christ and the symbolism behind Jesus Christ and the teachings of Jesus Christ and things like that. But all the tricks, you know, that we see in, in movies and all that stuff, not so much, you know, oh, if you believe in holy water and stuff or you know, if you hold a crucifix or something evil, it'll, it'll shriek away. Ah, get that away from me. I don't think yeah. that happens, right? But again, it's hard because when you've been taught these things, when you've been indoctrinated into these beliefs and you've held them for so long, and, and who's to say that it's not your mind believing these things? Because the mind is a powerful thing, right? I think there have been studies that have been done where people who believe it, believe it, believe it, believe it, can actually turn things around. You know, I think there is some science behind it. Do I think it's all a miracle and that it's all miraculous? No, I think there are some, sometimes there are some people who are good at selling, you know, um, illusion or on selling belief where they take advantage of the science of belief and the science of the rules of attraction, where if, if you keep a positive mindset, good things come and good things happen. Right. But I don't want to completely dismiss it. Because I don't, I don't know, right? Yeah. Prove that there isn't a God. We'll prove that there is. Well, then, yeah. okay, there's, <laughs> right? There's two sides of that coin. Yeah. Um, but I get where those beliefs come from because I was such a devout Catholic and I was raised under a devout Catholic upbringing. So I know where, where that comes from. I, I get it. And at any point in my life too, I could change. Maybe I'll find myself wanting a miracle. And traditional medicine hasn't helped. And it's one of those Hail Mary, excuse the pun there, attempts where I'm just like, let's give it a shot. Let's go to this holy place that has healing fountains or healing waters. And let's see. Let's see what happens, right? And and that's where he's coming from. He's saying that he had, what, a relative or something who was cured because they bathed in that water or something. So It's tough to take that away from anybody who's experienced something miraculous. I was also thinking, you know what else is powerful? 
H2O. <laughs> Water itself is a cure. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Cleanse. Bathe frequently. Right? Cold showers. <laughs> They're good for the brain. <laughs> They wake the mind up. But yeah, I too come from that belief system of consuming holy water that comes from the grounds of Mecca that can heal you or has healing properties. And I mean, I'm a bit of a skeptic, but I do not want to discount the healing properties of water itself. Right. <laughs> maybe even the origins of said water. So I can't say for sure what that yeah. I'm not a subject matter expert in that, but I do have a bit of skepticism, I guess. Yeah. And it's almost a cop out, right? Because she says, well, what if uh, I forgot how she phrased it, but his re response was, well, you have to believe. Yeah. You have to believe in it. That's the number one step <laughs> in a lot of like faith based stuff. right? And if it you doesn't work, in it. well, you didn't believe enough. You didn't so believe it's like, hard it's enough. It's almost psychosomatic, right? You yes. Have to, it, it plays, it's a placebo effect is what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But if you believe that that's the thing, though, what if you really believe and nothing happens and then there's that argument? Oh, well, maybe maybe you, you had some doubts or you didn't pray hard enough yeah. or it's the Lord's will. And there is a reason that this is happening. So it's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All I know is it must be nice to have a nanny follow you around. <laughs> Was that the person that was naked behind her? No, that was like, that was somebody else. Okay, that was like <laughs> yeah. I guess the shaman or I don't know the the guide, priestess, <laughs> the priestess <laughs> or the what you call it, the caretaker of yeah. this holy water place. <laughs> I thought that was creepy too. That Beanie and his son were not his son, obviously because he's too young. But Beanie was peeping through that yeah know, and saying oh your mother is taking a bath and then there is her and the naked lady yeah <laughs> i thought how about some privacy for them it was a good scene in terms of comic relief i was dying i was laughing my ass off <laughs> really yeah and it's just water but the way she described it and i think i know what she means when water is like heavy and it's falling on top of your head like that and yeah and then it's on top of it it's really cold it's cold so she's yeah. all shriveled up and she's and someone to... is like literally turning her around yeah. she felt <laughs> she's like oh <laughs> like i would say she felt forced or women handled by someone <laughs> external that she doesn't know <laughs> before we move on i do want to contribute this uh, quote from someone on reddit that says it's a meme basically of Ariella bathing you know the same one that you tweeted on our twitter account but the caption is bathing in holy water is so crazy quote unquote but barebacking strangers on vacation is not <laughs> <laughs> that's damn savage <laughs> but that's reddit anyway um <laughs> all right Speaking of barebacking stranger, <laughs> this is not even a good transition. I don't know what <laughs> what else we can talk about. Well, how about we go with a bit of um, I don't want to say soap opera, but it is very tear jerking, and I think you know what I'm going to talk about here is Armando and Kenny's oh. Oh. love story. This hit me hard. And I think it, it probably hit everybody hard 
unless they don't have that kind of relationship with their parents. But I think I speak for a lot of us, or maybe even a majority of us, that we've always wanted to make our parents proud. Yep. And to hear those words, much more to hear them under the circumstances that Armando has had to live in, you know, where he's afraid that he's not accepted by his dad, or he has to live with the idea that maybe he's an embarrassment to his family and to the community because of the way he is and how that reflects on his family. So that part really got to me. And, you know, I, they already cued the piano up and stuff. So I knew something was coming. Mm -hmm. The thing was, I expected it to be like something positive, but I didn't expect that. And I mean, maybe I should have, but when it came out, it was still kind of shocking, like, whoa, he just said it makes him proud, you know, and I'm against this sort of thing, not about the conversation that transpired, but them maybe filming such raw emotions, because mm. sometimes it almost seems um, like they're maybe taking advantage of Armando, or maybe Armando had given them consent. I don't know how this all works, but it almost seems like you're going to film like such an intimate moment. You know what I mean? Um, is this for the ratings or whatever? But still, it was. I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad that from the series or from the show, we were able to experience this with Armando and his dad. But yeah, that was. It's always tears with fucking Armando yeah, and Kenny. It's right? <laughs> but it's always the wholesome content. I think. Yeah. They've always been the wholesome couple, and you can always go to Armando and Kenny for those kind of highlights. And then this one did not disappoint. So, um. I was hoping the convo would go well. I'm glad it did. Still maybe on the fence with what's going to happen next. I think the dad kind of tried to play it off pretty well when he said, well, I don't go to these things anyway. Like, no offense to you. I just don't do these things, you know, and, and then Armando like threw it back at him was like, no, you can't. You were at the wedding. You you can't say that you were at this wedding, you know, but I can get that too. I'd be like, yeah, so I was. You can't pull out the one exception, you know? If you know that I don't go to these things, you can't just pull that one exception out and say that I owe it to you. Yeah. You know, and and again, I want him to be at your wedding, Armando, if you're listening, Armando Kenny. I'm not I'm not saying that I don't want him to or that this is justified, but that hey, if he's kind of that guy that's like, ah, eh, if I go, I go. Like, well, I mean, that's still not as bad as saying. I would never go like, how dare you even invite me to this sort of thing? I would never. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Right. It was like, well, you know, I don't really go to these things anyway. Mm -hmm, <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so you try to play it off like that. And I was kind of like, OK, do I want him to go? Of course. Of course I do. I want him to share that moment with his son and to kind of cement that this is OK and that you're all a family and, and you can share these things. But at the same time, if weddings are to him or like Americans do the same thing, nah, wedding, nah, whatever. We'll just send him a gift. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of get that, too. So anyway, how did you feel about it? So remember what I said in our last recording that it has to be baby steps with the dad? And I guess I was right because... It's not about him not accepting Armando as his son, right? I think the sweetest thing he said during their conversation was that he cannot take Armando out of his life because Armando is part of him. 
think I broke down. That was the joke moment. Like, yeah, no. there was like, ooh, <laughs> hit me hard there. Yeah. So, yeah, and you're right. They shouldn't have filmed this because it's such an intimate moment that I don't know if the rest of us deserve to share with them because I feel like it should be between the son and the father. Right. But anyway, whatever it is, I still stick to my whole concept of baby stepping this with Armando Sr. Because, again, we just talked about societal pressure with Sumit's parents. I think with Armando's parents, there's also a level of societal pressure. Mm. And I think that's why Armando's mom wasn't able to bring herself to tell her husband about the engagement. Mm. And it's probably the same reason why the dad even said like he accepted them, but he doesn't want to say it out loud. He doesn't want to announce it. Oh, that's because, what he, yeah. Just right. because I'm not like announcing it to everybody. Right. 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 He did say because that. Yeah. I guess speaking it out loud, I guess he's not ready for that. He's not ready to tell people that he's proud that his son has found true love or yeah. he's happy that they're now engaged. But I think he's, heading towards the right direction, you know, with how he's saying he's open to getting to know Kenny. He's just not ready to scream it's at almost, the top of his lungs. About it's like the them. dad is also in a relationship with Kenny, right? right. <laughs> it's like, I'm not ready to tell everybody yet. Right. <laughs> I guess for him too, it's he has his reasons. It's society, you know, it, it's like he's proud of them, but he's not proud of them enough to go tell his friends about them. Because I think he's not sure how to go about it or he's not sure how he, their family is going to be viewed by others, right? Because, right. again, this is a very staunch Catholic community. This seems like a, a rural area of Mexico where probably they don't see a lot of same-sex couple. Mm-hmm. I still see a lot of this as progress. I just think that it's going to be baby steps. Right. Anyway, speaking of baby steps, <laughs> I have bad transition, y'all. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to link these people. <laughs> I thought maybe we can talk about Evelyn and Corey, the schmuck. <laughs> that told his friend slash frenemy slash Evelyn's ex all about him and Jenny and expecting him to keep it a secret. Like, yeah. what? You're truly a schmuck, man. <laughs> You're a schmuck and she throws you under the bus in front of her parents. You both deserve each other. Way to go, people. Yeah. So, okay. Corey, I don't know. I don't like Corey anymore. I kind of did. I kind of was on his side. I was like, oh, he's a generous guy. Yeah. This season has changed my perspective of him a lot. Yep. He was speaking to, what's his name? Was it Juan? Raul. Raul. Yes, Raul. (laughs) And he said he was telling Raul everything that went down and that they were going to get a place together. He's going to meet her parents. Her parents. Wait, like this is serious shit. You're married. You're fucking married. You're gonna he just he just smeared himself. He put out his own smear campaign against himself. Who <laughs> in the right mind would do that? I guess yeah. he must really trust Raul. But again, 
What a schmuck. <laughs> schmuck, yeah. But even worse, husband. Yeah. But I guess he said he thought they were over. No, you're not over. You're married. Yeah. Like it's not over until it's over, over until, until you get papers. Yeah. You know, everything you have in the box to the left, bro. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> dude, you did. You, you were going to move in together and, and it was that serious, but you're still married. And here's the thing. I didn't like it when he said, I just don't know what to do, bro. What am I going to do? You know what to do the right thing. And that's how Raul even put it. No, you got to do the right thing. Corey knew what to do. He was hoping that Raul's answer would tell him to do the opposite of that would say, oh man, I completely understand you definitely got to hide this. That's what he was hoping for. That's what right. he was hoping for. Someone to co-sign and his. Someone right yeah. to co-sign what he, no, you know what to do. It's not what you want to do. You know what to do. It's not what you want. And you're hoping Raul would side with what you want instead of what you should do. Yeah. And Raul was like, if you don't tell her, I'm going to tell her. <laughs> like, but this is such on, fake drama though with where it's heading. You think? Because- Raul's advice to him is to confront Jenny or break up with Jenny, kind of close the chapter with her first. Evelyn. Oh, wait, no, Jenny from Peru. Yeah. And then come clean to Evelyn, which sounds like he said, quote unquote, Venezuelan soap opera. Yeah. But that's also the right thing. It is the right thing, but it's... Because he led the other person on. So he he has to do right by her as well. Do you see what I mean? Because if he doesn't, Jenny, who thinks, oh, I have a boyfriend. You met my parents. We're going to move in together. Could you imagine her finding out this That he's married? Yes. And so I totally forgot that conversation. I'm glad you brought that up. So Corey is the American Sumit in a way? (laughs) (laughs) He's terrible, man. This guy. I don't know. And... uh, the, uh, the family is going to hate him. The sisters already do. Yep. And like I said last episode, he brought it on himself. Yep. You knew these things. You knew you were married. You're getting in a relationship. And then when she said, hey, let's talk about getting a house together, you should have shot that shit down or came correct and said, well, you know what? I'm married. Let me take care of this first. Like do right by somebody. He's definitely the guy that's trying to have his cake and eat it too. Yeah, he's keeping his options open and then, you know, going with whatever works out best for him. Yeah, it's fucking selfish and he's hurting people in the process. Exactly. My notes here says Corey just needs a dominatrix and Evelyn just needs to bang random tours. I don't know if that's nice to say, but they're both bad for each other, but yet they're men for each other. Yeah, they're both damaged. That's why I think it's fake. This whole drama is just so fake, but we'll see what happens. I think it's going to get messy once he comes clean to Jenny. It's messy already. I know. (laughs) It's already so messy. But now we're going to have to meet her and see her reaction. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's end it with Steven with a V. Oh. Should I say perf with a V and I mean perf with a V? (laughs) (laughs) Look, I don't understand. Some of this comes off fabricated to me. Okay. Because 
Stephen, the reason he's on the other way, the reason this show even exists is because you want to get married and you're flying out to the other country to meet who you fell in love with. And let's do this. You're doing this under a time crunch. Like by the time you're buying airplane tickets, your mind is made up or it should be made up. So then for him to go, well, I'm not ready, you know, and I think we've had this argument too, when people are getting into the 90 day process, we're like, the 90 day process is to finalize things, not to, yeah, not to not really to... just figure shit out. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's for wedding prep. It's yeah. not to test your love because you would have already made up your mind by then. Right. And the thing is, even before, I'm pretty sure that he had his mindset, this is the girl I'm going to marry. And and the reason I'm flying over there is to marry this girl. So for him to be all backpedaling now and say, I'm not, I'm not really ready. And you're more ready than I am for this. This was the end game, bro. Like, unless you were toying with her emotions, or you just wanted to fly out there to, to have some sex or whatever. I don't know what your intent was, but if your intent wasn't to marry this person, why are you even fucking there? That's just really annoying and it's frustrating. And I can understand if you're frustrated because of all the hoops that you have to jump through, but that's not how he worded it. He, he just said, no, I'm not ready. He would have been better off saying, ah, oh, this is just a lot of stuff to do. This is a lot of pressure. Can we even do this? Maybe we should just hold off. Even if he worded it that way, it would have made sense to me. Yeah, I kind of get it. Like maybe we should really prepare first and get this stuff out of the way. That way we're not rushing. We're not trying to do this under 30 days. We could just knock this out of the park over a certain length of time. But for him to say, I'm not ready and you're more ready about this. And she was hurt by that, right? Like, she, yeah, totally. Like, what the fuck? The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so he's super annoying. He gets more annoying with each episode. I still think they're an interesting watch. But this one really just was like, man, what what are you talking about, Stephen with a V? Yeah. I think he was more ready to eat a watermelon than to get married, unfortunately. <laughs> so that's a really sad. Really but yeah, watermelon. I, <laughs> yeah, seedless watermelon, maybe. But I'm starting to see how this is a glorified 90 day vacation for them. Because Here's the thing that really made me suspicious of this whole setup is how I feel it's common sense for him to do the research before he comes to Turkey, Mm. before they go to Turkey, right? Mm. It just seems like all this could be a simple email. Because Mm -hmm. remember when they were at that lawyer's office and he listed out all the steps that he had to do? Right, And they were shocked in a way. And then Stephen asked if he should be taking notes or if he can print out some sort of instruction for them. And this guy said, well, I can email it to you. And that's when it hits me. Like if all that can be emailed, why can't Stephen reach out to someone in Turkey when he was still in Salt Lake City, you know, figure out what steps he needs? Because now, let's say for argument's sake, he didn't do this research, right? right? Now he has to go to Ankara, the capital city of Turkey, to get some documents. And then she has to go to her consulate, which is in another city. And it's a lot of logistics. And maybe this can all be done within 90 days. But then the fact that now he's not quite ready, like, what is he waiting for? Is he waiting for 
the last 10 days of that 90 days to actually be ready and get married because I don't know. I just think that we kind of already know the outcome. She's still in Russia based on her Instagram account. Mm. He's double dating Chantel and Pedro with another chick. <laughs> yeah. I just think that comes back full circle here. That's why I think this is a 90-day vacation, not yeah. a 90-day the other way where we want to settle down at some place. I think this yeah. is just him being, I don't know, Maybe it's vacation this... and he was hoping he'd get lucky. Right. Trying to get late. <laughs> you uh, tweeted something out earlier that made me um, raise an eyebrow. You said, how do you prove that, that you're, you're single? Ah, oh, was that part of the thing? I, I must have missed that. Yeah. So the lawyer told him that they have to produce a document, I guess, to the Turkish marriage consulate or marriage, whatever, right? To prove that they're single. So I'm like, Here's my divorce papers that say I never divorced, <laughs> right? Or I was never married. I someone actually sure. replied to that tweet to say that you can actually go to the U.S. embassy for Americans at least to get that paper. But I'm like, how do they <laughs> do they just type on Word document like so and so is single, is single and notarize yeah. it, <laughs> have the letter hit, <laughs> or they do their research, right? Like, and, how do they know, know that? the person is single like do they run a database of all the marriage registry in the whole of us like maybe yeah marriage registry that takes time dude i'm pretty Uh, sure like that's a lot of red tape i'm guessing especially if you're doing it outside of the us so yeah i've never heard of that document that is so weird that's yeah so i don't know i also want to say that if i'm alina's i would pack up and go back because if I'm with someone who randomly hitchhikes, that's a red flag to me. Yeah. I mean, first, you're showing me that you're cheap. You don't even want to like Uber or, you know, ride share. I'll grab a cab. And you'd rather hitchhike with some rando. Come on, man. I wouldn't feel safe. As a woman, I wouldn't feel safe. In a country that you don't speak the language, you right. don't understand. And he fucking winged it. Like yeah. he, he was trying to speak broken Turkish and it's one thing to speak it. Like I can speak German. Would I understand German? No. Right. I can speak it because I learned it, but I'm not fluent enough to understand it. So if someone were to speak German back to me, I would be like, hold on, slow down. Even with Spanish, like if I can speak Spanish, but can I understand Spanish? No, that's a different level of understanding the language. And I think for Stephen, I think he just picked it up like maybe a few seconds ago and he decided to hitchhike and speak broken Turkish to ask this random stranger to bring them somewhere. And I thought either that's a setup by TLC or he's really that crazy and creepy. Here's the thing. Like he even said if something wrong would happen and he would have a vibe about it, he wanted them to jump out of the car. How <laughs> would I as a woman feel safe with that? Yeah. So the way I see it is like it must be nice to be a white male, right? <laughs> to not have to worry about the same things kind of that we think about, right? Yeah, the rest of us worry. He's a white American male. So I think he thinks that the world is his oyster, which it kind of sort of is, right? He doesn't have to worry about 
oh, if I get into this mysterious car, will they understand me? Will I understand them? He's not thinking that. He's like, I can fucking do this, right? There, you didn't have to worry about uh, maybe them driving off into some secluded place and, and him being put in harm's way. <laughs> yeah, these are things he does not have a care. He does not worry about. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe that's why he feels brave yeah. enough to do such random shit, which yeah. according to him gives him such an adrenaline rush. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if that was not set up, if I'm the camera crew or if I'm like the producers chasing him around, I would be pissed because yeah. that's out of my control. I mean, they have the mic so you can hear them, which is why like when they were talking in the car, I'm guessing the camera people were following them from the back. You can still hear them. But because he hitchhiked, they can't put a camera in some... In the car. Know, yeah, because it's not prearranged. Right. So I would be pissed because I'm like, dude, you're out of control. You're unpredictable. How am I going to film all of this if you're going to jump into some random stranger's car? You yeah. Know? The crew is looking at each other like this fucking guy right <laughs> <I know>. here. <laughs> <laughs> this asshole. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> but yeah, I also want to say that I understand why Elena is pissed. Well, upset, right? That he's not ready because him not being ready tells her that he's not ready to be monogamous. Right. So because I think that's one of the concern is that he still wants to date other people. I mean, that's he's them in the relationship. Feet. Right. Yeah. But it's not just him getting cold feet, but the fact that he's not ready to marry her kind of shows that maybe he still wants to test the waters, you know, like shop around. So and being Mormon, I guess that's not helpful too. So I can understand why she's really upset about it, as she should be. Yeah, totally. All right, Lon, we've come to the end of episode five. What is your WTF moment? Um, for me, again, I, I think, was it Corey for me last episode? I forget. Um, but it's Corey for me this episode. Yeah, it was. Um, just because he keeps, right, because I found out he was married. That if the, right, if the math was correct, he was married at the time. And for the same reasons, it's Corey again, because the more he reveals, the more I'm just mind blown. You know, when he revealed that they were either were going to get a house together and then he met the parents and stuff. I'm like, but you're a married guy. How do you expect to walk this out or walk away from this unscathed? Like, no. Or did you have complete disregard for your wife's feelings or how you, you were going to face her family? Again, no repercussions, right? Is it because we're Americans that maybe we think this way that we can just go and do these sorts of things? Or is he just a dumb guy and he's more selfish than I really gave him credit for? But that was mind blowing to me that, that he would get that far into another relationship as a married person. Yeah, totally. I agree with you. That was mind blowing too. But Maybe Corey's just sick of Evelyn's. <laughs> that too. And he's like, well, if she kicked me out, like she's dead to me. I don't know. I don't know what goes through his mind, but he being the schmuck that he is, he probably thought that was over. He still has a ring. And <laughs> I know. I know. All that money invested into the bar. There's just a lot. right? And the and restaurant. Just, and the restaurant. Yeah. So there's a lot. I don't know. At one point, he wanted this person to be his wife. So you would think that he would fight harder. I, I don't know. 
I don't know what's going on. These fucking 90 day fiance <laughs> universe people's heads, man. Yeah. Well, mine is the same person as last week. It is still Steven with the V. <laughs> what is up with hitchhiking that looks like carjacking? <laughs> <laughs> With the that's jazz, what it was with the jazz hands making eye contact dude that looks like you're about to carjack it someone. didn't look like that person stopped of their own accord okay right he, he, yeah he made them stop he made and them he stop didn't, yeah and the person probably didn't want to knock him down that that's was totally why, like grand theft auto man that he is jumped totally in and he put his arms like out GTA move. stop him yeah <laughs> that's what not hitchhiking that? bro <laughs> no yeah i cannot get down with that like that's not cool to me no, that's no bravery. That's stupidity. But yeah, I fear for her life, to be honest. I fear for her life. And I saw that. I was like, what? They did that? And I'm surprised she was actually calm and collected. I mean, she did ask the right questions, too. She was like, well, what if he doesn't take us to the place we wanted to? Or what if he goes off and kidnaps us or something? And he said, well, that's when you open the door and jump out off a moving vehicle like what yeah. the fuck is this guy prescribing like what anyway <laughs> that is my wtf moment uh all right lon i thought we can do some tea time some tea time. wtf tea time all right all right so what's been going on in the 90 day fiance universe well we can start with big mike and how he's doing so I saw, the Insta- I saw an Instagram post. You did, Is that what huh? you're talking about? Yeah. So it looks like Big Mike has moved on with someone that looks like she might have been from Brazil, I think. She looks hot. She looks pretty. And I'm kind of glad that he moved on. It seems like she's not in the US or maybe I'm wrong here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just saw the photo without any of the context. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, I mean, good for him. Good for him, right? Good for him. On the flip side, Apparently, Natalie has been posting old photos of them on her Instagram. Oh, Natalie. Natalie is trying to reminisce, maybe? Trying to hold on to the fame that she's going to lose. Once trying to hold are... on to not getting deported, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> that. yeah. Trying to hold on to that green card. <laughs> yeah. Bag has been unsecured. Oh. <laughs> right? like, poor Natalie. Um, poor Natalie, but less of a victim after what we found out of yeah the tell-all right yep so and then in other news juliana do you remember her the model from brazil that's with the older guy michael who has really cute kids who are very outspoken they have this blended family no so was she with a guy in Chicago and then they broke up and then she went off somewhere and then no. now she's on the single life? No, 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 no. That's Fernanda. Fernanda. Okay. Juliana, Juliana is this chick from Brazil that I think she failed her green card interview in Brazil and he flew over to support her and then she somehow managed to get her green card and she came over and she had to get along with his ex-wife. And they have these two cute kids, Max and I forgot what the daughter's name is, but they're adorable. Oh, uh, think- okay. 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 I just saw a photo. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes. So I love Juliana. Is she okay? I think she's <laughs> okay. But 
they're separated. <gasps> she, apparently, she now lives in Germany. What? And apparently, he's broke. What? Yeah. Apparently, the house that he bought with her or for her is now on foreclosure. What happened? I don't know. A lot. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> I know. But yeah, there's a TikTok of her uh, where she's really unhappy about being asked if she's still with Michael. I think she doesn't want to talk about the status of their relationship. So mm-hmm. that tells us that they're probably not on good terms and mm. there's hints of like either separation or an impending divorce. So yeah, it's too bad. Wow. Yeah. And then I don't know if you know, but Ron and Betty, Brendan's parents are on pillow talk. I'd have to watch it. Cause again, pillow talks, one of those shows where characters I didn't really like, they see more of who they are IRL in front of the pillow talk camera. Yep. And they're likable. And yep. I'm like, oh, wow. They actually seem like a really nice couple here. Whereas they're more dramatic and stuff for the 90 day cameras. But on pillow talk, for some reason, they get along, they're laughing and they're likable. And I'm like, huh. So I would have to see it. They're actually pretty fun to watch. Like they okay. have very snipe comments about the scenes on the show so i think they're okay but i think not many people are liking the choice of them being on pillow talk yeah i don't know we'll i'd see. have to see it because you can tell that these two people they want to be on camera i told right? you right they're media yeah. savvy <laughs> yeah like they know yeah. what to say in front of the cameras that's why i think they kind of deserve it but i can understand why people don't yeah. want to see them shall we end this whole thing with the Darcy and Stacy finale. What do you think? Hey, Darcy and Stacy finale. I don't want to see another season. <laughs> <laughs> but too bad. There will be another season. There is, huh? Yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, I, I think we've had enough. Uh, I, the, the reason I was a fan of, of Darcy, let's start there. Not Stacy, Darcy, was because I thought it was, it was really entertaining to see her burst into waterworks. And, you know, I was entertained. That sounds so bad to say. I was entertained, though. Yeah, dude. It. When you say that out loud, I'm like, you're entertained by her misery. I know. It was bad. It's bad. I was entertained. It was funny when she cries and then her outbursts, right? You never loved me, you liar. Right? <laughs> like when she was yelling at Jesse. Like, things like these are, are classic moments of the show. Yeah. Very, very entertaining. She's really emotional. And it made for good TV. Guilty pleasure, right, is the best way I can put it. I liked it. Did I feel guilty about it? I fucking did. Yes. Okay. If there's any takeaway or any redeeming factor there, I feel bad. But at the same time, it's good, right? <laughs> so, so bad, yet yeah, so good. So Got yeah, it. so that's there. And I'm, I figured, you know, a season, a season of Darcy's spinoff would be good. And, and when the first season of Darcy and Stacey came out, I was like, okay, I, you know, th- it's cool maybe one or two episodes but the rest of the season i was like okay a full season maybe a little bit too much but it was fine it was fine and and now we have another season and i think this is the third one right or is this is the second second. the finale was the second and the second the second proved to me that another season is one too many for me true and the way this one ended with just more self-sabotaging 
with them going out and getting more work done. No offense really to people who get work done. I don't in- intend to for it to come out negatively, but if this is all we're going to see, this is the substance of the show is we're just going to watch her continue to do this for another season. Then I don't want to see it. And then for her to have these double standards with Georgie, why aren't you making the steps to improve yourself is how I want to say this, right? She blames everybody but herself. And mm-hmm. now Stacy's here to enable that. Yes. And to say, you know what? You deserve better. You know what? He was wrong. What is she doing wrong, though? Are you pointing these things out? Are you pointing out the double standard that she's pissed off because he crossed a line talking to Jesse when you drew first blood when you went and met up with his ex-wife? Yep. So... <laughs> It's fucking annoying and they're just enabling each other and it's it's not entertaining anymore for me to watch. Yeah. Lon, I know you don't want to explore this whole plastic surgery thing, so I figure I'll be the bad cop here. We can. We can explore it. I, I'm just saying I don't have anything negative to say. Let's go there. Again, I totally 100% agree with you. I don't think we need to see another season of Darcy and Stacey. It's not only the toxic relationships that I cannot get behind. Right, the double standards obviously it's one jarring reason, but also the fact that they make excuses for wanting to get plastic surgery or for wanting to improve their looks, and then again, nothing wrong with that, but don't disguise it as empowerment. You mm. know, we get it. You have House of Eleven. You're the face of the brand. We get it that you want to look better. You want to look like a Kardashian doll. We get it. A lot of people mm. want to do that. We get it. That's the trend right now. And you have the money to do it. You know, fine. But I think where they cross the line is when they, like I say, disguise it as empowerment. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's the new me. You know, this is the new me. Like, I feel like a new woman, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you're still the same self-victimizing, toxic right. person that you are. And your sister is an enabler. Right. Like, just say you want to look younger than your age. You want to look, I yeah, would you want to look young and yeah. you're into this trend of, of looking like the Kardashians. Yeah. And you want you to have live, a social media profile right. that you want 100 hits on or more. Uh, right. You want to be whatever. like that. Right. And again, this applies to Larissa as well. I think why a lot of people don't like this whole transformation is because she claims, oh, she's doing this to support her kids back home. Okay, so okay, you get a boob job and then you get another one and then another one and then you fudge your face. It's she, like has, when, um, she got two more boob jobs? Dude, you should see her latest photo. It's like a blow up doll at this point. Oh my God. It's sad. I think when people like that go for surgery, right? Okay, yeah, you want a better nose. You want to have big boobs or whatever, right? Like for example, for Darcy and Stacy, they want to, you know, they want that lifted boobs so because you know they've breastfed they have mm-hmm. fat tissue okay we get it but then like when do you stop when is it enough and when will you just be honest with the rest of us to say like yeah i want to do this because i don't want to look 46 mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean right. like just say that don't like market it as this is the new empowered me. No, you're still the same old Darcy that will burst into waterworks yeah. and self-victim. You're not, you're marking it like you're making changes, but you're not making any of the changes that matter. matters. Correct. Right. Yeah. You're, but you're saying it like you are like, oh, I'm better and we're moving on. And 
Yeah, like this, I don't need a man, blah, yeah, blah, blah. I'm going to get surgery to, because of the old me yeah. is putting away the old me and this is the new me. You are the same you. Yeah. You just, let's be, it's let's just be now real just here. surgery, right? Darcy will always look for a European guy. <laughs> I would be surprised if she doesn't. Like if she decides to do a 180 and decide to go for local men. Okay, maybe I'll watch season three for that. But I think it's going to be the same cycle. It's going to be like, She's going to poke holes in her relationship. She's not going to trust that guy fully. And then somehow she'll find out that the guy has some dark past that she cannot get over. And then she will say like, oh, I'm a strong woman. I don't need that kind of, yeah. you know, I don't need this in my life right now. And then she goes on to do another boob job or whatever, nose job or lipo or whatever. Like, I don't know. But I think what she really needs to fix is inside. You know, mm-hmm. like how she can get over her insecurities, how she can get over the trauma of being teased as a young kid, you know, as a twin. I think she needs to work on that. She needs to work on the insight and then she can love herself. Totally. No cap. No cap. Yeah. You know, it started off good in the first season. She's going to therapy and stuff. What happened to that shit? <laughs> That's that done, was right? just optics, man. That was just for show. We know that she didn't go back. Didn't the therapist even tell her you need to work on these things? Um, she's yeah. like, mm-hmm, yeah. And then we see her running really fast That's on it. the treadmill. Like, let's be real, she doesn't do that. <laughs> she throws money at the problem. That's the thing. Is I mean, I get it. She has the money, right? If some of us have the money, we would just throw money at the problem. But I don't like how she markets it as being empowered and mm-hmm. being a strong woman and not needing a man in her life. Like, come on, man, be real. <laughs> yeah. So. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Where can we find you, Lon? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, Lon, L-A-N underscore like underscore L-A-W-N. That's Lon like Lon on Instagram or on my gaming page on Facebook at Italics plays I I T A L I X P L A Y S. Also, uh, Instagram I I T A L I X. Uh, we play video games every Friday and Saturday, starting between nine and ten p.m. Pacific, and we stay up all night long. All night long. <laughs> all night. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lon. That's all from us. Just want to say thank you to all listeners. Love you guys, and be kind to one another. Be kind and thank you.